Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is the sixth podcast of The College Kid. I am Matthew Pescott, the host. This podcast was with my good friend Stephen Bean, who I've known since an infant. Stephen's a very charming guy, he's great to talk to and lots of fun. Uh, this hour podcast is the, the first time I've had a real chance to talk to him since lockdown. And it's uh, it's been great really, so a lot of fun. I'd like to thank everybody for your continued support. I'm having fun making these, you know, the numbers and whatever is secondary. It's just great to uh, talk to my friends and other people and just have fun. So if you'd like to be on this podcast or you know somebody who'd like to be on this podcast, just send me a message I'll be more than happy to get you on. Thank you for your support and I'll see you in the next podcast. Welcome, Stephen Bean. Hello. Oh, it's been a while. It has been a while. We've got some history. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here. Uh, it's good to it's good to hear from you. Me and Stephen go back a long way. A long way. Infant probably school. about. I'd say I'd say probably like eighty-seven point six percent of our life. No, it's probably more than that. I'm working it out. <laughs> glad we got the calculations here. I'm genuinely using a calculator. Right. I'm I would try and think like off the four, top of my head. It three, work. Four. four, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, let me. Uh, it's seventy-six point four percent. Okay, I was I was close. Seventy-six point four percent. Wow. That's excluding since you turned seventeen. So. Uh huh. You know, and that number will just uh, keep increasing. So, it will. Yeah, it's it's good to be here. It's good to be here. I don't know what I'm, you know, I don't know what I'm saying, because you know, I I like uh, I talk a lot anyway. Usually, it's nothing meaningful. But, well, now you, you know. get to do it on a show. True, and now everyone can listen and think, what on earth is he waffling on about? Exactly, and you you get to do it to a to an audience with. I mean, we go back a long way talking about nonsense, considering that's pretty much how we spent half of secondary school. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, what are you supposed to talk about? Like, what homework you got? No. I mean, to be fair, we weren't in the same class anyway, but... Mm-hmm. We, uh... The school system was a bit weird. The idea that you got sets, you got Y and G, they don't really mean anything. It was just a way to split up people. I mean, Stephen went in, like, opposite... It wasn't even classic. consistent. Like in year seven, I was in Y, and then through year eight, I got moved to G, which I was like, okay, I don't know. Like obviously, they were just they were like, well, the set two is like mixture of top set because there's too many to fit in top set, and I was like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, I'll let it slide. <laughs> I still remember when in year seven, my first year of secondary school, I was put in the worst class in PE. I think I was in to top set for PE, you know, in year seven. I was everything else was set two and PE was set one. I was I was top of the top of the class in PE. You don't even know. I'm built like an athlete, to be fair. Yeah, but. I've seen you. We still <laughs> all we all have to worship your very first Instagram post. True. Yep. It's still up. I'm you glad kinda, it's still up. You kinda you know I, I, to be fair, it's been over a year since I've posted on Instagram, so I mean <laughs> That's an achievement. I'll make a post. No, yeah, probably eventually. But you know, it's it's just irrelevant, really, because we're in a world that's run by social media. When you really think about it, and so by not giving into it, then you're 
challenging the social norm. Yeah, that's true. I'd I'd say although it's like the weirdest way that somebody like you could put it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing. That's why I haven't posted because I'm challenging the social norm. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it like that. So me and Stephen, uh, we've probably, I mean, if I if I really had to think about an estimate of how many hours we've spent talking to each other. Um, especially I'm not going to calculate that one, but Xbox, yeah, you can't really calculate it. But it was if we, I think schools a good guidance, the school system, because I think we really started in like year eight. And yeah, true. It went on till year eleven. It was probably most nights of a week, um, and that included like we we got used to things like me punching my desk. I was a desk puncher yeah. back in the day. And uh, your, <laughs> your abnormal sort of meal times. As well. <laughs> oh, that has some things don't change. Yeah, Stephen would have <laughs> what he would call tea at about nine o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> On a school night, would think that. Well, yeah. What you know? What's wrong with that? You just got to eat at some point, but sometimes you forget. You know. Uh, school night, you'd, to do, you'd, you know? you'd hope that people would come back on at, like eleven. To be fair, the, that was that's one of two reasons why I wouldn't be on. The other one would be that my internet would be uh, not uh, substantial enough. Oh, you're I'd notorious chilling, internet. Chilling on like a thousand ping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but, had uh, the you had the worst internet out of anyone. It was, I think. Yeah, it it wasn't great. I, I think I had a download speed of like like max download speed of like two megabytes per second. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it never got that high. <laughs> Max of two meg. I, re- I remember just just like seeing you connecting in like a party. So we try to speak to Stephen online. Um, it was a group of of uh, usually. I mean, it could vary. It tended to be William, who I do plan on getting William on soon. I should uh, be. Ben, who I've I've put on soon. I also plan on doing a, a group group podcast. Soon oh, as that'd well. be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I'm to branch out a little bit, but um, and and. Often James and a couple of other people who also plan on getting on, but we all we all um, played a lot of Xbox. That tend to be a lot of uh, our childhood, really, because in um, England and especially in this part of England that we're in, um, you don't really want to go outside. To be no, honest, no, usually most of the it's time. wet, or just you just don't want to go out. Really, <laughs> like that's just to be fair. It's just not really how I was brought up. Like I was never mm-hmm. brought up to be like go and meet your friends. I was sort of just like sit at home and do what you want. Like if I was going to meet up with someone, I'd arrange it beforehand. I wouldn't just you know, yeah. go and do something. That's not how well, I live. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I still remember the time that because I used to live in the same street. Yeah, as you Stephen. did. Yeah, you did. And um, I still remember the time where I think I had an unfortunate case of, of uh, diarrhea. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I started, I started crying in front of you. Because I shit me pants. <laughs> <laughs> to put it simply, yeah. To be fair, that was a lot of years ago. But I think me and you were both, we're sort of outdo each other each time with oh, our antics yep, because probably. we all know your most famous story. Yep. As a, especially we're not going to go that far, child. Well, <laughs> I, I beg to differ. You know, I've exposed myself. So hey, it's your podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so, while I was shitting my pants in front of Stephen and crying, 
Stephen was um, urinating in front of head teachers. <laughs> not in front in of head teachers. Let's well, not get let's not get too carried away. Office. Yeah. Who was? Do you want watching? To be fair, you know, I wasn't. I didn't have an audience. It was just, you know, you just gotta go. I like you. You calculated it though. You you knew you weren't gonna make it. I like how you you hung on. You wanted your break I, time. I just I cut out the middle man really. <laughs> The toilet is the middleman. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I was like, well. "Yeah, I well, you gotta go, you gotta go." So I did. I took a risk, and it backfired. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It backfired massively. I, the, I think there was a lot of, a lot of times in uh, junior school that you just forget about. Like, there's a, it was, it was a lot of character building. I think, I think the first year of junior school was probably my first, no, my worst year of school I ever. Like statistically, it's probably the worst I've ever been. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, behavior-wise, yeah, yeah, probably. Not because I was like hard. I just didn't really, yeah. I just didn't really know what I was doing. You know. I think that continued with me up until like the end of school. To be honest, I spent half of my. Where the times are supposed to be exam study and just pissing about, really. True. I mean, by the end of junior school, I was like top man, you know. So what can mm-hmm. I say? Well, we had, um, especially in England, what tends to happen is you get sort of badges and rules as you go up the se- uh, secondary junior school ladder, and you get assigned uh, tasks. And in our school specifically, we had badges, um, depending on your your role. It was it was pretty much. Given year sixes, which is the top year in our school format, that was about 11 or 12. And uh, you pretty much had to help teachers in a way. Um, were you the bell ringer or something? No, I was I was a head teacher monitor with, uh, with Reese. Oh, right. So we'd just go and see our head teacher and be like, do you need any like letters handed out or anything? And mm-hmm. that's what we'd do. That, that was literally it. Half the time it was like, no, I haven't got anything. So like, great, sure. I don't have to do anything. I still get a badge for the. <laughs> the... I remember I was a, an art monitor, and that pretty much. First of all, I was awful at art, so <laughs> you literally couldn't get further. That's a the good first hurdle. <laughs> and um, second of all, like the people I was with were just a bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. The, the just it was just like I did I didn't have anything in common with them either. You're, you're not even, so I was just yeah. sat like washing art palettes. That was the highlight of my my job there. But I got a, a badge. I don't even remember doing art in junior school. Well, it was just like throwing a load of color on it. I mean, that's, yeah, we did that, like that shows how good your job was. <laughs> I don't exactly. even remember doing the, it. <laughs> I was so useless that they put me on a job that hardly got done. It's uh, random, obviously. They didn't choose you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like... Well, but there was a lot of shady events that went on in junior school. Um, I remember... Oh, God, shady you can laugh at this. <laughs> right, so pretty much uh, the, the way our, our junior school at the time, at least, uh, was sort of built... There was a big, a massive field, and if the weather was dry, or if the grass was dry, um, they'd allow students on it. Idea is, if it's wet, students could slip, students would get uniforms dirty, parents would complain, um, and then bad things. However, if the the grass was dry, you'd go on, you'd play football, you'd do anything you want, really. And I remember one time it was dry, and what happens is there were there's monitors, so there's like two usually retired old age people. 
um, and they just check the grass and they'd be like, yeah, you can go on or you can't. And um, it was a pretty dry and hot day and we should have been allowed on the grass, we weren't. And then I remember one of our friends saying, the grass is drier than, than one of their bloody vaginas because it was a woman. <laughs> what, a, what a classic year and like nine-year-old comment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to say something like that. Oh my god. Oh dear. No, that was so that was like the biggest moment of pride when it was like they felt the grass, it went like silent. Everyone's like, ooh <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, yeah it's dry, yeah. everyone goes, Yes, and just sprints to the opposite side for no reason. <laughs> this is gonna sound awful, but I still remember the time when there was a kid in like I don't wanna say names, but there's a kid in uh who at the time was in the year below us and I think Somebody kicked a ball and it hit his head. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to quite a lot of people. It was just funny though. You just like it's you just, just like volley a ball halfway across the field, just smack some little like year three on the head. <laughs> In the fall over. Yeah. It's horrible, but it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I mean, not me. I, I wouldn't remember... be doing that because I'm possibly the worst footballer on planet Earth. I mean, we've I've seen you play football. And you're putting yourself down. Oh, thanks, man. I think I've scored, like, but, a goal, probably. Hey, well, you know, it's better than none. You scored one. We all start somewhere, you know? Exactly. I mean, I remember the time uh, when I got sent to the head teacher's office. Um, and at the time, they thought I was racist. <laughs> at the time? <laughs> at the time, well, yeah. I, I'm not trying to uh, put me credentials waste here. I'm not, I'm not a racist person. <laughs> I outgrew that. Well, I I I don't think my actions were racist or anything. Um, to you get into think. specifics, I'm not on. About, I don't even know what you're on you're about. On about a different, you're on about a different incident. Go on then. That involved you, but I don't want to end your career <laughs> before it started either. Right, we all make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as as of present moment, me and Stephen are, are not racists. No. Uh, we're not part of the EGL or anything. We just, uh, when we were younger, we um, just thought we were we were cool. But I'm going I'm going to tell my story. You don't have to go into specifics of your I'm, story. No, but... I'm not going anywhere. Mate. Well, you can. I'll, I'll, no, I'll no, tell no. it if I have to. <laughs> my podcast, my rules. <laughs> True. But anyway, um, there was this. There was this. It was a Harry Potter reading session. And there was three people, and one included me. And in the Goblet of Fire, there's this Asian character. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there was like the, you know the woman, uh, the, the the Harry fancies the Cho Chang. That's her name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I started like, like one of my friends started gesture, gesturing to us, the, just like you know, doing the the slanty eyes thing to to mimic an Asian person, yeah. uh, and how the eyes look, and like I sort of laughing, and I got caught right laughing at it, and the person who originally did it d- just kept denying it, so it was me and one of my other friends who who got sent to the head teacher, and now I'm still bitter about that to to this day. I do plan on getting the one of those people on though, so I will expose There's just them. No so. evidence. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've I've outgrown it since then. I've had zero racist outbursts. True. 
Um, I'm, I presume you have as well. Um, your your incident was a bit different. Pretty much, Steve got a bit trigger happy on on a YouTube video because uh, this is the thing, right? Just to divert for a second, you'll be pretty thankful that. I can't really say anything because you know it happened, didn't it? So it's in the past. So yeah, and you've matured. But uh, I think a lot of people um, our age have all all tried YouTube. Um, mm. We all made YouTube channels. None of us had a real idea what we're doing. You just take a camera. Um, you know, it could be your phone. Could be a DS, and you just record yourself. Just stick it in front of your TV be- and record your Xbox. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I remember I had like about, I think I had a stack of ten books, and I'd wedge me iPod in between the books to act as a tripod. I I used my 3DS when I was recording. That was that was the, record, uh, yeah. the main. I had like a 3DS in front of my tablet, so you could see like my fingers. I <laughs> quality. <laughs> I remember when I tried to commentate over a football match um, using my DS. So I had like match of the day <laughs> and I tried to commentate. And like, obviously, because I've seen this like KSI video where he commentated over real life football. That was like 2013, 2014. Maybe, I think it was early actually. It would have been like 2012. I've seen that and I, I videoed it and I tried to talk. And I don't know what I was thinking because no one's going to listen to a, to a squeaky like nine-year-old talk over football uh, on a DS, on a 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had a target audience. It's so weird at the time though because you think like, well, I'm just doing what everyone else is doing, right? Like you watch uh-huh. YouTube videos, even now, and it's like, it's just a guy who's recording himself playing a game. Essentially, that's what that's what we were doing. Yeah. I used to put on an American accent, which was not nice. Oh, I it remember this. Uh, this. Actually, no, my uh, my channel's gone. It, it genuinely just it just deleted itself. Cheers. So I've still got the videos somewhere, but there's no evidence online, fortunately. But it wasn't, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Because that's all I'd watched. You know, I'd never watched, like, any people from England doing it, so... I was just like, yeah, that's just how they're speaking it. <laughs> yeah, I I remember I remember your videos. Um, you had a, a Lego video. I had a few, yeah. Um, I remember there was probably about, I'd say half a dozen people attempted YouTube in our like last year of junior True. school. Now reflecting on it, I remember like the excitement of pressing upload I know, it was just so good like, though, like going was... into school and like yeah got a new video up you know check it out <laughs> and basically like there was I like remember... well like six or seven of us doing it and they're all the exact same <laughs> like let's let's be real <laughs> yeah the way um i remember thinking it was really advanced like trying to uh, explaining to my dad uh, about sd cards and really all i was doing was moving the SD card, that the unedited recording, the ten-minute recording of me playing Mario Kart. That the brightness was it was unbalanced. <laughs> it was too bright in some parts and too dark in the other parts. And I just moved the SD card from my DS to my my laptop. That was really slow and old. And I didn't even try and edit it. I just uploaded it and expected views. Yeah, and I got like True. five views, and it was all. It's my exactly friends. what you do. Though. Like, I mean, that channel that I had. Even my channel now, it's been up for three, four years. I've only got four videos on it. But it's not like, you know, I don't make videos to get, like, millions of views. I just make it 
uh-huh. you know, to show to show friends because it's just a bit of fun. Now, back then, <laughs> different story. You know, back then was like I'm the next Dan TDM. Mate. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot of money making attempts, True. but it, it's just I think at the time we, I don't know, you, you, we grew up on YouTube. I think if we didn't do it, like I, I think it was good that we did do it because mm-hmm. it, it 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 was sort of advanced at the time. Like when you think about it, it, it gave us a head start for a lot of things. You know, like for example, upload like editing videos. For example, I've, I can I started that uh, probably like five years ago. I edited my first video, like properly edited, mm-hmm. and now I still basically use the same techniques with some you know more more clever jokes, obviously because you know I'm funny. Uh, well, I think, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's I think it was important that we did do that. I mean. It was going back to what I'm saying about like social media, like that's just how, that's how you start. Like, and even kids nowadays that are like what ten, eleven, or whatever, who are like thinking, okay, I'm gonna have a go at YouTube. You know why not? Right? They've got literally nothing to lose. I mean, I remember looking at some statistics. I'm pretty sure I read the other day, like. You'll be familiar with the name Evan Tube oh, HD yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah. on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he made uh, around twenty million dollars last calendar year. He just does toy reviews, and it's managed yeah, by his parents. Yeah. Twenty million dollars—it's such a big. He, he was site of when I was videos wh- even back like three, four years ago. He had like five hundred k, and I'm pretty sure he's younger than us. I think he's like a year or two younger than us. And I was like, uh, how? It just, it just blew my mind. But I mean, it's like, yeah, obviously you've got your parents behind it and they're basically doing all the work. He's just sitting in front of a camera and talking. It's just, um, I think at the at the time, you, you think you're doing everything right. Just like I'm doing this podcast now, I'll probably look back in a few months and be like, hey, do you remember when I couldn't I couldn't speak? And and now I'm I'm here and advancing, but it's it's funny that you said it, it was it was an experiment and all that because you know look where I am now I, I'm making podcasts I'm I'm doing stuff online I'm doing blogs I'm doing videos a few years ago you know I, I enjoyed doing recording Mario Kart that was the game at the time the uh, we were playing it was Mario Kart um we we had we had fun I remember racking up phone bills True. yeah speaking to people on the phone because you know these we didn't before, have access yeah, these to Skype. all the dudes of discord you know yeah you know you'd just you'd just ring them up i knew everyone's house number like you know yeah exactly that was a big thing like that was underrated we knew each other's house numbers and i remember like what i used to do is because we, we, uh, it was william i was playing with william funny enough uh, somebody who recorded YouTube videos at the same time as us now is a successful YouTuber, you know. Past 10k just recently, and good on him. Yes, past 10,000 subscribers. It's a, it's a big market. It's it's funny watching somebody who... You He's know, the most you, famous you, person uh, I know, you know. You, yeah, exactly. You watched his, watched his, his first videos. I, I still remember when he when he handed out a, a link to his first YouTube video, so he, he printed <laughs> off... Um, to the class, uh, a link, a link each. Go watch his, his Mario Kart video. Now he's at ten thousand. You sometimes wonder, like, um, 
almost fate in a certain way, yeah. you know, with with these events that take place. But I remember being on the phone with him and playing Mario Kart and, and like I'd beat him and I'd just hear him scream and then hang <laughs> up. Or sometimes I'd just, I'd hang the phone up on him sometimes if I got mad. That's just, that's just how it worked. And it's amazing now how like, you know, there's things like that, there's concepts like that that are on YouTube now and that are successful. And, you know, we'd done those things uh, at a young age, which just obviously didn't have the know-how or the, the tools to, to actually upload yeah. And also going back to uh, phone numbers and, and phones in general, like house phones, I get like, well, here we get like, I don't know, two calls a week, maybe, two, two or three, and half of them are just like marketing, you know? So it's it's weird that I, I never really noticed it, but when you think about it, you get like a lot less phone calls now on, on just in your house. Like, obviously, there's like mobiles yeah, you're, and you're stuff, right that. but even on my on my phone, I don't get much... You know, I don't get many calls. I get like texts or emails, but no one ever, no one really calls that much to say like, you know, how's how's everything popping? And that's probably not the right word, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I do get what you mean. Uh, I probably haven't had a call on my house phone, uh, especially since I changed numbers recently. But prior to that, I uh, I'd get a call on my house phone probably. Like I said, maybe once or twice a week. Um, maybe even less frequent than that. I think the only person who would ring me would be my uh, my granddad, and then like maybe once every couple of months it would be my um, my my cousins. Apart from that, uh, it's just spam, like you said, and that's that's rare as well. And I think uh, it's kind of I think we're the last generation that will really you know have used house phones. I think. You know, mobiles are now uh, lasting longer in terms of battery, and they're obviously they're getting more portable and useful. Like now, you can have a, a calculator, you can have a web browser, you can watch YouTube, you can watch Netflix, um, and really, it shows how far like the mobile phone has come. Because I remember my first phone was a, a tiny, um, it was a it was a Samsung, and it was it was awful, and I broke it because I pushed the charger in too hard. <laughs> And it kind of like charge it, it didn't short circuit, but <laughs> yeah, I thought the more power you put in, the quicker it would charge. I uh, I had a Nokia. But, um, My first phone was a Nokia. Yeah, Nokia, and it was possibly the best phone I've ever had. The only thing, the only source of entertainment I used to have on it was just changing the ringtone. I used to have some really good ringtones, <laughs> to be fair, but that's that's literally all I used to do in it. And the only person I'd really text is like my family and you know i uh-huh. don't have any like friends numbers because not I, I was one of the few i'd say that in primary actually had a phone which is uh-huh. yeah that was it's, a privilege. it's kind of again it's weird to think about how times have actually changed but i'd say like in year seven i had a phone i didn't use it you know i'd, I'd ring like my mom if i'd missed the bus or something but now it's like you know i reckon everyone bar like a few like you know cavemen out there to have a phone yeah it's weird to think i still remember um the time i got like an ipod touch i think it was like fourth generation at the time um and the only album because i got like a gift card with it i downloaded uh 18 months by calvin harris that was the one album i had on it and uh, i had some uh apple earphones that came with it obviously and i remember my dad told me 
uh, don't take those in to school. Don't take the iPod in. I don't want you breaking it. I don't want you losing it. And I sneaked it in anyway, and I felt so cool putting on my iPod after school and walking out with me listening to Calvin Harris for like that was the life time. Yeah, true. I, I remember I, I have an MP4 somewhere. I don't. It's still in the house somewhere. I remember I had it in my bedroom once, and then it just disappeared, and it's been missing ever since. But I, I, I only had like three songs on it, maybe two. One of them was the um, um, it was the, the oh, I can't remember the name. It was a Christmas song, the one with the rapper pum pums in it. That song. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, yeah, it'll come to me, but. And I also had, uh, I used to listen to Miley Cyrus. Would you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I had Cyrus like fan. party in the USA and stuff. You know, I was I was living the dream. And that was basically all I'd listen to. I'd listen to like two <laughs> or three songs on repeat. And that was it. And then just like go to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's strange to think now that, like you said, a lot of kids are going to have phones. Like, we're not just talking bottom-of-the-barrel phones, like we're talking phones. iPhones. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. when we were at school, if you wanted to have music, you'd have, like, an MP3 player. And now mm. that's just, like, a phone, <laughs> essentially. Like, there's, there's basically no point of having an MP3 or 4 player now. Is there an MP5 player? Probably. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, there's... there's Now you just go on, on Spotify yeah, exactly. or something. I remember... My um, my second phone, because after I broke the first phone, my dad was like, well, how do you do that? And I was like, well, I'll just stop charging. So what my dad did, he, um, I'm pretty sure somebody at work had like a, a spare phone that they didn't use. And it was it was like the, I wouldn't say worst phone ever, but it was a, one of those tiny Nokias, like really small Nokias. Yeah. And it it was it was like a type of phone where you'd have to press um, like let's say the number four button three times if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that. mine was like that. My first Nokia I had was like that. And um, I remember just like just think myself. I went from at least something that was touch screen to <laughs> to a, a bloody Nokia, a tiny Nokia, and I was just uh, I just got sick of it. Then I went to an iPhone iPhone 5, I think I got, that was my um, my mom's, and what happened to that is I bit it, and it, the screen broke. I actually, I actually never broke <laughs> a phone like that slide. before. Uh, well, technically. The, the phone I've got now, I dropped, and it landed on the uh, the little dial on the end of the radiator that like turns it up and down, and it put a massive hole in the screen, and I was very annoyed at that. Uh, but then I just got it replaced, so I've still got the same phone. But besides that, I mean, too far, I've only had, like, four phones in my lifetime, so it's pretty decent. I don't replace them, because I just don't... Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not the kind of person who's like, I need the most up-to-date thing, you know? I, I just, like... Because mm-hmm. nowadays, a phone that was released three years ago, or three or two or three years ago, still gets updated, and with all the, basically, the newest stuff, you know, it just doesn't look as new. Yeah, the wonders of technology, really. Yeah, I'm still on my um, iPhone 6s, which I think I got three or four yeah, years ago. I'm, a, I'm an Android and, now, so, uh, sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, I um, the only thing I've had had done to it, I haven't bit this one because I don't play um, Clash Royale anymore. <laughs> um, the only thing that I've done is changed the battery and. 
that was just because the the problem is the iPhone six is notorious for having like the worst mm-hmm. battery in history, pretty much. Um, it's it's just because at the time they were pretty much pushing for um, you know, new features like um, yeah, Touch ID, just faster speeds and stuff like that, and um, the battery because obviously it's a lithium ion battery, all lithium ion batteries. Uh, degrade over time and I didn't have it replaced in three or four years and I'm pretty sure I used to I used to do um time glitching thing for some of the apps because I used to be a big mobile um, <laughs> gamer so I think um there was like a, a case case.io thing that I was big into that it was like a case clicker that's the one um and that was a counter-strike sort of crate opener when that craze was going on that was a kind of simulated thing and I uh, time glitched to get more money. I was very <laughs> well, That's sad. what you did, though. That's uh, just what you did. But that did. would pretty much just, yeah, that would destroy your phone because I don't think it can handle going, you know, fast forward. <laughs> I think I got up to like um, six months or something once. So, like, because it, it would pretty much not reward you for going um, to a day that you'd already yeah. fast forwarded to. You just had to keep going. So, you yeah. had to keep going. So, eventually, I was reaching like two, three years in the future and my phone was just cooking. And I, I like, I stuck it on charge, so it was still on charge, but you could imagine it was just so confused. Um, and I grew out of that phase, uh, but yeah, mobile games were definitely just all you did, especially when I, I got you know bored of some lessons sometimes. But like, yeah, just, yeah, just hop on Minecraft Pocket Edition, you know. Minecraft Pocket Edition that that's a uh, that's a blast that's where it all past. started, really, <laughs> for me at least. I remember uh, being being scared of Minecraft, the zombies and Herobrine. the spiders, the creepers. <laughs> Herobrine. That's the scary thing. We were around in the infancy of Minecraft, True. though, really. Like, we were um, growing up in the stage where it wasn't cool, because there was a time where people just played it, whatever, and then for whatever reason, a load of people just started saying yeah. it wasn't cool anymore. And then we had to live through that, and then it sort of had a rebirth, kind of. Yeah. I was just thinking, it's kind of mad, right? The kids in year 7 now are younger than Minecraft. I've literally just thought about that. But, like, that's genuinely true. Like, that's still weird to me that, like, the kids in year 7 now could be born, like, 2010. Like, that's 10 years ago. I was, like, I was chilling then. I was was only 7, but... Do I remember much of 2010? Not really. I do. I remember that was that was a oh, World Cup. I remember yeah. the World Cup. Yeah, um, so it was a lot. That of... was like the only time of that was probably the most involved I've ever been with football ever. And then it just wow. all went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2010. It, it's strange to think, like, especially since I went with a childminders around around that time, and I'm pretty sure there was a kid who was born around then. It's weird, like, I seen you as a baby, and now no, you're going like, into secondary school. Mom, I can't it, it, yeah, process it's, that. It's weird. How, but, I mean, we'll, we'll say, it'll be like, you know, at the end of, I don't know if you did this first, like, at the end of the decade, and people are, like, seeing what they were, like, at the start of the decade. Like, it's weird to think that this yeah. decade, like, at the end of it, like, we could be, like, married, you know? We could be living in our own places. Oh, like no. it, that's just weird. It, it's weird to think because 2010 doesn't feel like that long ago. So in 2030, this year won't feel very long ago. Yeah, we'll be 
I'll be like, oh, do you remember the time we did our first like, podcast together? Yeah. That, that, we'll be talking about it on your radio show. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, on my on my platform with uh, all you'll, my you'll, listeners, you'll, obviously. It'll be you doing the interview we'll with have... the most successful comedian in the uh, United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Stephen. We've all got aspirations, right? <laughs> Thing is, Steve Stephen is um has always just naturally been funny. I think, in, in the sense that you you can blend in really to almost pretty much any any friend True. group. Like I could I could stick you with anyone, and you'd still manage yeah. to make them. I mean, I quite like that sort of power in in secondary school, especially where you're like you're friends with the hard kids, but you're also like you you know you you're kind of cool with the like nerds, you know. That was kind of me. I was like top tier. I'm yeah. just, you know, everyone, they all know me, you know? <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody did know you. I've got to say, like, you, you do tend to I would say have a charisma. Not many people knew my first name. In the sense that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. The amount of, the amount oh, no, of Mr. Bean jokes the first Stephen got. <laughs> no, it's always, it's always funny, don't worry. But when there's, like, fully fledged, grown. Teenagers who are like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, I get it. I oh, gotta leave it. Heard it all before, man. Have you heard of Mr. Bean? Have you ever it's seen like, yep. it? Yeah, he is. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot. <laughs> Does that mean your dad's Mr. Bean? Your Mr. Bean's son? Yeah, in case you didn't know, this we're taking, um, we're ripping. The, what we call chavs <laughs> here in the UK. There's pretty the much we're, we're, we're pretty much born around a, a working class area, and some people would just think that you always get the kids who try and act no. tough in school. And I think it's I think funny though because now, share, now I just laugh at them. <laughs> like in your you're like eight or nine, yeah, I was scared. Exactly. Like I was, I'd, I'd, you know, go nowhere near them. But now it's just, you know, I could, I could just, you know, take take the mick. You know what they're gonna do. <laughs> Exactly. What they're gonna do? Destroy you with their intellect? <laughs> not against me, they're not. No, uh, exactly. You can't beat the grandmaster. Well, yeah. Thank you for uh, for saying I've got charisma. I'll take that. Well, yeah, it's definitely true. Like I could see, I could definitely see you involved in something in in, in the media. Um, depending on obviously what route you want to go down. Stephen is uh, taking A levels, by the way. Maths, uh, what computer science, are you taking? and chemistry. Because I'm really interesting. Maths, computer science, and chemistry. I've got to be honest, right? This is this is proof like opposites attract, right? Because those were my uh, three worst subjects as well. at school. Not, uh, yeah. It's but, uh, uh, not the best choice of A-levels, let's be real. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Has, has the teacher, um, teachers changed for that? Since... Well, there's a new uh, A-level maths teacher we've got, who's probably my favourite teacher, let's be real. Uh, we've still got oh, yeah. Mr. Ullman. Cannot forget him. And he is he's also probably one of my favourite teachers. Those two are my favourites. He's just, yeah. You, you just kind of beat him. If he's listening to the podcast right now, you know, you know, sir, I've got my respect for you, right? Yeah, and Mr. Ullman, I, uh, <laughs> I made it. I made it in the big leagues. Yeah. So, uh, but all I know from doing A-levels 
is that I don't want to study those three subjects next year. So I've narrowed my options down. <laughs> so, like three subjects. So are you are you planning to use those A levels just to get into a uni and do yeah. something completely yeah. different, That's or important. are you? Yeah, that sounds smart. Have you got any? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to build a case to try and track you down or anything, but it, it's interesting that you say because I could see myself going down a similar path of like, if I was doing A levels, I'd definitely be one of the people who would just realise yeah. I don't well, want to do any of these A-Levels, things. It's like a choice of what, like 20 so, something subjects. Whereas if you go to like university and there's like uh-huh. thousands, you know, you, you cannot do what you, you, you just, I, I, for me, I couldn't do what I would have wanted to do for the rest of my life at A level. Like, there's not an A-level subject that I'm like, yeah, I want to do this uh-huh. forever. You know, so. Are you just going to, is your plan just get the best grades you can and then keep, just go down a list if you have to of, sub, of courses, then you've got your good grades and then you most yeah. likely get on well, I've got an, because I've, I've got my grades. eye on a few courses right now. So, my number one right now is uh-huh. geology. Which is, it, because That's I want to, I, I quite enjoy physical geography, looking at like the world, you know. So I figured, yeah, something like that uh-huh. could be fun. And the course I was looking at has a, a year study abroad as well. Which, right. That's, That's just... crazy. That's crazy. I only say that right. I sound giddy because, first of all, you said you you wanted to do geology. The podcast, right? This is a spoiler, but it won't be because this is this will be ahead of the podcast we just recorded. Um, James, who's my last guest, also yep. knows Stephen, um, was doing geology. Um, well, he wasn't doing geology. He enjoyed the idea of doing geology, um, a sixth form. That's what he was thinking of doing because he liked geography. And then since he didn't do that, he's now went on to get to college. He's in the same course as me. And on top of that, I um, got my eyes on a, a uni course with a year abroad as well. Yeah. It, it's weird how it links in. Well, I, I just to, find to that like, interesting. Like, my sister went uh, last, yeah. uh, from August to December, she spent a, a semester away in Canada. Uh, she does human geography and media. Oh, wow. And she spent a, a, a three months in Canada. And I was like, I just want to do that. Like, Wouldn't that be so uh-huh. cool, though? Just being like, yeah, I'm just going to move away from home for a bit, you know? Maybe, maybe... Yeah, and I, I don't think that's a disrespect to anybody, uh, like, like parents or friends, but I do agree with you there, and pretty much everyone I've interviewed so far about this, that, that sort of topic, that it, it's just like expanding your surroundings, and it's just the fact, like, you've grew, yeah. you grew up in a certain certain bubble, you know? You've always been within a certain radius, really. And now to just get the opportunity to say, I'm just going to go straight for a different culture. And it's, it's something yeah. you want to do. That's the big like, thing. I've I never moved house, for example. So like the idea of living abroad for a year, it's just, you know, it, it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. But it's always something that's like, yeah, because you might end up doing it where you spend like a year abroad and you really enjoy it. And you might end up, you know, in the future, moving back uh-huh. and staying, you know, and, and obviously you're going to meet new people when you go. So it's just, yeah, I think that's what, for me, that's what university's mainly going to be about is, as as you say, broadening your horizons, broad, broadening, broadening. Yeah. That's what I said, isn't it? Broadening. Uh, 
and just being like, yeah, I just want to get out there, you know? Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from and uh, don't worry about making any mistakes with your vocab. Uh, as you can imagine, talking constantly, it does tend to happen. I'm a rookie, right? And I'm uh, guilty as that, uh, guilty with that as well. Um, so, so yeah, I do, I do completely agree with what you mean, though. About it, it is fascinating because not only are you getting a year abroad doing what you want, I mean, you also most likely you go into a university. You've got the option at the very least to go to a university yeah, that's away exactly. from your hometown. That was my logic for finding a university would be not far enough that I could stay, uh, like uh, in halls of residence or whatever, but not far enough that I couldn't come home if I uh-huh. needed to. That, that's my logic. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't go like abroad university, but I'd stay within oh, no. like, let's say, an hour or two's drive. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, I do. I mean, to be fair, being an international student does sound fascinating to a certain extent. But mm-hmm. you're pretty much covering that anyway yeah. uh, with the year abroad, um, and it's not like uh, I, I wouldn't be. I would be against doing a course without a year abroad, but I think it's just an added bonus because the way I've explained it to uh, people like James when I was off the mic was just, it's pretty much like a gap year. It's like a gap year that you're still studying in. That's great. Weird. It's essentially like... And it gives you benefits. You're going to a different university for a year. I mean, that is what you're doing, but it's also leading on Uh from what you've already done. Which, yeah, sounds sounds really really funny if you ask me. Yeah, and like you said, that the the opportunities with going to another country. I mean, if it, if it's not an English speaking country first, learning mm-hmm. a new language, like you said, meeting new people, and if you get on with um, a, a teacher or a person there or an advisor or a company sizes you up and likes you. You know, that, that's so, like your life right there. A lot of can options. completely change and you can go in another country. Which yeah, a lot of doors. a lot of difficult choices. Let's not forget that. But that's what life's about, isn't it? Making choices. I think so far, even in school, there's been uh, a number of difficult choices. I mean, we've had... Um, I mean, you've had A-level options, I imagine, and uh, GCSE options. I've had to choose a college. Now we're choosing universities. Um, I think life, like you said, I think you summed it up there. Life is just a, it's almost like a herd, doesn't it? Of just difficult choices and the choices, you know, it's its never going to be straightforward. Like, oh, one's completely positive, one's completely negative. They're both going to have uh, the positives and the negatives, the drawbacks. But that's thats like the fun. That's really the, the fun part. And although I think there's, I remember looking into universities at first, you can get startled by, you know, the idea yeah. of the, the costs and, you know, bills mount, mounting up. But at the same time, you know, this is where this is where you're pretty much forming your, your adult self. I think it's important uh, to mainly disregard those sort of secondary things. I mean, of course, there's limits, you know, when we're not talking about spending space dollars, but at the same time, just enough to where you if it, if you can spend or get a loan or a budget well, then you're going to be able to do what you want to do and do it safely. And if you're good at your job, you'll be and able to pay it off. Especially with studying abroad, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, taking the opportunity now, you know, while I'm still relatively, well, yeah. I'm still young, you know. I wouldn't want to be like, in my 40s, be like, yeah, I'm just going to 
gonna go abroad for you. Like that doesn't quite quite work like that. Mm-hmm. To um, it's yeah. When you you might have settled down with someone, you already have yeah. a family. It's not the easiest Cause thing then, to do. Because right now it's just me. You know, if I already had a family, then you'd probably end up dragging them into mm-hmm. it as well, which can cause all sorts of not very nice issues. So. Yeah, I think there's. I remember the, there's a couple of people on my on my college course who don't want to go to university, and like that's that's fair enough. Um, at the same time, I think you do have to get out there and travel, and you know, they, everyone's got priorities and different personalities, and some people don't like to travel, and that's fair enough. And of course, there's again positive and negatives that that come with travel, but I think especially yes, like you said, at a young age. You know what you what have you really got to lose? You haven't you're not really stuck to any obligations because you haven't really you know you're not uh, signed with a company. Um, you pretty much got an identification with yeah. the university, but that's it. And you can just sort of be free in another country. You can make make links, and at the very least, if you come back and stay in your home country, you've got friends in another country. Yeah. You can go yeah. visit them. You know you could you could go work over there um, part-time, you could say, all right, we're going to go to our friends who lives in here. I mean, for example, my, my granddad's got friends that he sometimes sends postcards to in Canada. I think at the very least, you're going to make links, and it is very exciting because these are opportunities uh, no, you don't really no get at school and college level. As well, for, for our schools, I mean, of course, there'll be um, there'll probably be boarding schools and stuff like that, but uh, me and Stephen aren't, aren't affluent. That's yeah, the way true. of putting it. But yeah, I think um, it, it's, like I said, started, it's crazy that we're picking similar things, but yet the courses are completely different. Also, I was, I was actually just thinking back here, in, in year 11 and most of year 12, I was never actually set on going to university. I was, I had my head set on apprenticeship, you know, I was, I was going to go down that route. And then uh-huh. through like, we had like different talks and stuff during year 12 and I, I kind of shifted. And I was like, yeah, that is something I want to do. Uh-huh. You know, I, I don't want to go straight into, I, I know apprenticeships aren't work as such, like, you know, nine to five job, but I'd still want that sort of freedom of university, yeah. I think. And I mean, the first year of university is a drinking year. That's what they say. Part of year. You don't, you know, you only need like 40% to get through to your second year. So... That's this, that's kind of a gap year in a sense. Yeah, it is. I I, I think as well as how sparse some apprenticeships mm-hmm. are. That's that's a big problem. I mean, the government can try and introduce new things, but it, I mean, it was almost like we were given a false promise of the option of taking an apprenticeship, and I, I think it would worry me just trying to rely on getting an apprenticeship. I mean, how long would I be waiting? Would I just be? having to, to bide my time for, I mean, God knows, three months, you know, yeah. half a year, full year, a year and a half. Because these apprenticeships, I mean, since uh, I joined a scheme in college since March that said I want an apprenticeship and I'm work ready, um, we've got like our virtual learning website and it, it it says that I'm marked down as work ready and wanted an apprenticeship since March. And I, I've got I've got nothing and I think, 
it would be silly to at least not entertain, for, this is my advice for some people, it would be silly to not at least entertain the idea of going to university, you know, forget, forget the costs, everything else can come later. You know, at the end of the day, you just want to try and get a, a better entry level job and university is going to help you do that and you're going to make friends and you're going to get, you know, new experiences while having fun as well. It, and it'll be, it might be a crazy time in your life, you're going to have good and bad moments, but I think, you know, if I was to rely solely on apprenticeship, I could be waiting for ages and have yeah, to do something exactly. I don't want to do. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there, I'd say that. But um, also, with if, if I was going straight from A-level to an apprenticeship, I wouldn't know what I wanted to do. Because, mm-hmm. for example, in a situation like me, where I'm doing three A-levels that yeah, I don't want to do yeah. further, like, what, what do I do, you know? There's not really a job that I'm doing. And then you start, you're going to get, you're going to get quizzed as well by teachers and be like, if you, let's say you wanted to do an apprenticeship on geology and they go look at your three A-levels and say, why do you want to be a geologist? Why didn't you take geography? And that's the thing. This is the the strange thing. It's not black and white with our, you know, choices of education. For example, A-levels are seen as, you know, the better pathway in terms of the you know, they're regarded a bit higher, but the drawbacks are you're kind of boxed in um, with your A-levels. And if it turns out you don't really like your A-levels and you want to do something different, yes, you'll have good grades, but they might not be uh, the most useful in terms of what college course you want to do, uh, college course, but what uni course you want to do uh, compared to a college course where it's kind of mapped out already. But, you know, I, I remember when I first announced I was, going to college rather than university I think um, my, my parents were were thinking well why didn't I go to sixth form and I, I just you know I, I felt a certain way after my GCSEs and I thought well it you know it's it's not like I couldn't do exams because I think um, I'm alright in exams you know I don't necessarily feel pressurised it's just more uh, the, the feeling of having to, to study and you know cram uh, a load of knowledge in an exam for for writing for five hours or something combined. I, th- I didn't think that was the the right way forward, but yeah. you know that that's me and people are different. And uh, I think I was one of the rare cases where I probably got better predicted grades from actual results, bar a couple of things, probably bar PE um, English. But some of my mock results were, were better than the grades I actually got. And I think part of that was due to the amount of exams that I had to do in a short space of time. But, you know, I'm not here to make excuses. I got the my best grades in English and I wanted to do something with English. At yeah, the end true. of the day, that's I what mean, matters. The thing is with A-levels is they're hard. You know, I, I didn't I didn't quite realise that mm-hmm. Uh Last at the start of last year, I was like, "Oh well, you know, GCSE. Let's be real. I did basically no revision, no, not, not much. I did enough, enough because I knew to get into uh, uh-huh. sixth form, I'd need like a grade six, I think, in the three subjects I wanted to do, which at the time was maths, computer science, and physics. Um, and I did that, and I got that, and I was like, "Yeah, fine, whatever. Forget about the rest." Uh, and then when I went to A level. I was originally, you had to pick four subjects at first because they wanted to give you the option of, you know, if you don't like this, then you're already starting another one as well. So you're not having to catch up. Uh, so I took chemistry as yep. well. 
and I ended up not liking physics uh, because it was just it's just it's just boring really. And we do like further and not further maths, but uh, maths at A level, uh, especially the mechanics side of it, is basically physics anyway. All the bits of physics that I liked, so I ended up kind of cutting yeah. two subjects into one, and then doing chemistry, which I hadn't really uh, enjoyed that much at GCSE. But I do enjoy it at A level. Not not the best at it, like, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, I think with my my ex, my exams, the the way they went, I um I didn't massively underperform. I mean, yeah, I passed all my GCSEs bar one, uh, which was computer science, and it, it's not like a I never did bad in any of them it was just like uh, little things like half a grade or a grade below i mean i did well in my sciences as well um but that wasn't triple science which i've, I've said before i pretty much got politely uh asked to to drop it and i was more than happy to because yeah. those were the ones i was stressed about to be honest uh, i think it was almost like in, in another way like um like william having a successful YouTube channel now, I think that was a bit of fate just for the teacher to come and, and talk to me and tell me to draw. And to be honest, I'd, I think it's it's not like I, was, I wasn't I was smart enough to do triple science because I think, you know, deep down, if I really wanted to, I could get good grades in all my GCSEs. I'd get higher ones now. It's just, I said before, I just didn't think I was mature enough at the time to do GCSEs. I didn't really understand... Um, the importance of, of revising stuff like that, which I mean, I do now and I found something that I really put all my effort into, but at the time, I think my college course was asking for like, just, uh, you know, get, get passes and your, your maths and English. Cause, um, the idea was the the college was fine taking on pretty much anyone. And, uh, I sort of understood that. Um, and I just thought, well, look, I'm here. I'm not going to try and do the bare minimum because since I found out that, getting the top grades of my course if I get the top grade in my, my second year which I did my first year uh, although I didn't get to actually do my final project because of COVID and it gets overwritten anyway so I'm not really resting on, on my laurels here but my my best if I get my best grade in my second year then it's equivalent to I think three years A level so it does sort of balance out um, but yeah I've heard A levels are, are quite hard um, I know with the gov- it pretty much depends on yeah, what the government it's still says. It's how your A levels go. Unknown. Like obviously, last year's year thirteens ended up getting predicted grades, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> some people say, well, it's you know, it's not as much effort. It's technically true because they don't have to do an exam. But, yeah. You know, it's not like they went through the years getting D's and E's, and the teacher said, "Oh well, they can have a B." You know, they must have showed that somehow. Uh-huh. So, I don't think we're gonna get. It's going to be based on predicted grades this year, but I mean, I'm not the government. I don't know what the decisions are. Uh, but basically, what we've been told is that every doesn't count. Essentially, you know, every every uh, end of unit test and stuff uh-huh. we do will be recorded, and then if they do need a predicted grade, they have that evidence. So it's somewhat stressful in that uh-huh. kind of sense because you're essentially doing one incredibly long exam over the entire year but then you know yeah it it still could just be nothing none of that matters and you do your final exam on the day and if you know you're not your head's not in the game on that one day then you're going to be disappointed which is kind of the worrying thing 
I think, about uh, just exams in general, really, you know. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, like, the end of unit tests. I remember at GCSE level, um, I was really imbalanced because I remember some physics tests I would get um, uh, Bs and As and then some chemistry tests. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, I would get, like, Ds and and E's. And I think I, I sympathize with people like A-level students both last year and this year because you know, from what I understand and I've been told they are the harder exams and there's a lot more effort put into those. I think GCSE students really sort of moaning on about getting bad grades. Okay, that might, you know, that might prevent you from getting into a sixth form at the most. No. It's not going to stop you from being put into college. And even then, I think it's their fault for not taking the lesson seriously. Yeah, true. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit harsh and uh, for me when, you know, we did our year was the final year so far that of being able to do the exams, but you know I'm I think a predicted grade. I wouldn't complain personally. Uh, a levels that's a that's completely different because I think um, the amount of work that somebody puts in for A levels is probably double, yeah. if not more, and I think, than GCSEs. Uh, to be fair, at the bottom line is as long as you get the grade that you need or you want, I think that it's fine. Like for example, for this course I'm looking at, I would need mm -hmm. three Bs. You know, so you know, I'm not going to be yeah. thinking, okay, I've got to get an A star. You know, I'm not going to think my teachers expect me to get an A star because they don't. Mm -hmm. You know, so I know what I need to do. Yeah. And so if there's like, I don't know, one topic that I don't quite get, then I'll just forget about trying to learn that whole thing again. You know, I get like the very basic stuff, but you can kind of yeah together bits like if there's one topic you know pretty much 100% then that would counteract the one that you don't know and that's that's how I do exams so. uh, <laughs> yeah I think everyone's got the methods and yours is uh, well yours at least ended up working but better I think than mine the, did the whole that's thing for, of that's for sure. you know it'll be alright on the day but that's that's kind of a worrying concept for me like for example next week I've got my driving test and yeah, it's, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I have my lessons and it's fine. You know, I'll do, I'll do fine. But what if on the day, you know, uh -huh. I, I'm not quite there. You know, I'm, I'm nervous. I've got some else on my mind. You know, it, it's just, and then you end up failing and you think, oh well, I'm not very good at this. I mean, one problem I have in general is that I sit on the negative. Uh -huh. Like for example, well, I'll just take driving for example. You know, I'll do like ten things good. And I'll miss one one junction, for example, and then I'll think about that one junction that I missed, and then that'll put the uh -huh. next thing wrong because I'm thinking about why didn't I do that right, you know? <laughs> Whereas you just it's just better if you think, uh -huh. okay, I did that wrong. There's nothing I could have done about it. Well, there was, but there's nothing I can do about it now. So let's just focus on the rest of it, get it over with, you know? So. Yeah, you you're right. You're right with that sort of mindset. And I think it's natural for to start thinking about the negatives, especially when it's something that uh, you, you regard as highly important. Like, for example, um, I uh, I haven't been able to to book driving lessons or anything yet. Well, I, I could I could have if I really wanted to, but the way it works because my birthday is a late birthday in August, 
um, yeah. and I had to move house at the time, and it just wasn't really a priority. Um, I did download the theory apps, and I actually have got my theory test in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, because of the backlog of driving tests and all that, what I'm going to do is complete my theory first, um, and then look to book driving lessons. Um, and you know, however long I have to wait, I'll wait. I, I'm not really bothered. It's it's something that'll come in due time. I think that's a good attitude to have. Um, do the things at the moment that y- you can focus on. So, like for example, I am uh, constantly studying my theory. I've got the DVLA apps that I constantly check on. Um, you know, I've I've been working hard on my college work so far. I've been um, getting rid of, of things I don't need for to prepare for for not only my next uh, next house relocation, but also, you know, eventually university. So I think, um, yeah, it's understandable to pile on negatives. I think uh, we do that in a lot of things. I probably did that in GCSE day because, I, you know, I did get higher grades and I thought I would in my science and my English, but I, I didn't do so yeah. well on things I thought I'd do. And, and sort of preparing for that next step is always a good thing to do. You know, think like, okay, I'm here now, but what is it that I want to do next? And uh-huh. not being like constantly thinking about it because then you can't yeah. enjoy what you have now, obviously. But being that there's literally no harm in being prepared for whatever you need to do or want to do. So, uh, I think, I think, um, a lot of the time people just uh overthink and over worry. Uh, about things that are pretty small. It's like your driving test when you're actually in the car, yeah, and true. maybe after the first five minutes you'll be fine. It, it it's just uh, one of those things. And what I always remember is that you know no. you're not the first person to ever take a driving test, or first person to sit an exam. Yeah, exactly. And thousands of people would have had the same worries, if not worse, would have reacted worse, possibly made the same errors, made made more errors than you. You know, being less prepared in the amount of time and still pulled it out of the bag on the day. I think um, stay positive. I'm I'm sure you've uh, you've got this. But yeah, that's something I probably need to do. Uh, There's quite a big queue when I because I have to test pass your theory. Yeah. Well, I, at least I had to have my theory test passed before I could book my practical. And so when I tried to book it, or uh-huh. when my mom tried, there was I think there was about it was either sixty or six hundred thousand people in the queue. Like instantly, and that's obviously. I think it must be sixty, six hundred thousand sounds like well, a lot. Well, I could. I don't know, but um, that's obviously the that's backlog. Of, you know, the five six months of not being able to do that. So, and a lot of driving uh-huh. instructors were very busy, at the, especially when they started doing lessons again, because they had all the people that started in March, but couldn't continue, mm-hmm. and so they had to finish get the test done. But I got in quite lucky as soon as I passed my theory test, I booked my practical test within, you know, like 10 minutes of me logging on. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I took the unorthodox approach because I think the, the, the strange thing that happened with me and my birthday being uh, during sort of lockdown and COVID was that. I could study my theory and book my theory test for next week, but it wasn't a guarantee that I could get less yeah. begin lessons next week. So I I, th- I thought to myself, I can get the basics. Oh, yeah, the theory is one uh, half of it. You know, highway code, you get that then the practical is literally 
what you're doing yeah. physically. You know, if you know all your route signs and maneuvers and rights of way and all that, yeah, then it makes life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It, it's just um, it, it's something that will that will happen, and I, I'm just quite um, easy going with it. I mean, I've I've never really worried about it because I just thought, well, look, it's something that I'm I'm well aware of. You know, uh, I uh, now know yeah. of the signs. I now know of the rights of way and uh, how to overtake, speed limits, stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, if I get it wrong, I've got lessons. And if you get it wrong on the day, you know, it's, it's one error. And you I mean, as, soon as, as soon as my sister passed her driving test, obviously. I was like, I want to do it. You know, and obviously I was like 14 at the time when she passed. So I was quite annoyed. I was like, I just want to go out and learn myself. And then finally, when it comes to this, this summer, uh, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I can go out and I can do it. And then I wouldn't have thought that when I started, I would have been on my test this quick. But I'm a relatively quick learner. It's just I don't... Um, I end up giving up easily if something doesn't go quite right, which I had a few mm-hmm. lessons where it was just, you know, you just miss this and then you think about it and then you miss the next thing and it just kept, you know, just a domino effect of missing stuff. And I was like getting really annoyed. Yeah, piling up. And then... I had a short break, got back in the car, and basically up to test standard again. So, you know, it's uh, it's something that you don't need to do, driving, you know. Like, for example, I won't be, mm-hmm. like, driving to school every day. You know, I don't have my own car. So, and I don't need to. I don't, uh-huh. I don't need to be able to drive, especially yeah. whilst this virus fella's uh-huh. still chilling. You know, I don't. I have nowhere to go, but it's just something I wanted uh-huh. to do, and get it out of the way. You know, so. Yeah, the the main thing for me, you know, I can do it anywhere between now and bloody June, July. It, you know, I'm not going to be driving anywhere. The only thing that matters to me is that I'm going yeah, to be able got, to drive yeah, before you, exactly. which is most likely going to happen. Yeah. There's a lot of time between now and then. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people um, like to rush through through life quickly. You know, the people getting, you know, there's people who like to to go on lads' holidays straight away. There's people who like to get tattoos. There's people who like yeah. to take gap years straight away and de- defer uh, a uni year, wait an extra year. But the thing is, it I think it's better now to to just be a bit patient and just just wait because. Otherwise, if I keep pressing people and asking people, all it's going to do is make them angry and frustrated yeah. and just be like, why don't and why life's, not shut up about it? And life's got to go on, you know? And everyone's different. Everyone is different. You cannot be like, life, as soon as I'm life does 17, have to go on. I'm learning to drive. I mean, that's what I did because that's what I wanted to do. But you don't have... That's not like... you know, That's not a rule. You don't have to uh. learn to drive instantly. It's a useful thing to have. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... There are some people that I know that, that can't drive who are like, uh-huh. you know, in their 20s, 30s, who still just don't have a license because they just don't need one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, there's, again, I can I can also say the same thing. There's people I know who uh, either choose not to or, or can't drive. And I think it's, you're right about being patient. It's, it's something you just got to do. And, Something I've accepted, and unfortunately, my birthday was in a unfortunate time uh, where I didn't get 
lessons booking on was I was pretty much told like, you know, be independent about it, book it when you want and sort it out, you know, yourself in your own time and um that's that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. I'm looking I'm looking at instructors. I looked at instructors before I started learning my theory tests. And Put that on hold. Said, yeah, there's going to be exactly. a backlog. I said, right, well, I'll Did you uh, end up getting there. anything nice to do on your birthday? Um, I think... Oh, God, what did I do? I don't think I got a... No, I got a, I got a special, like, delivery uh, Sunday right. Sunday dinner from, like, one of the local pubs. That was shut down. That was quite nice, but it wasn't uh, too long after my birthday. I actually uh, had to pack stuff up and move house uh, to the current place that we're, we're renting at the moment. And it's uh, it's quite a nice place. We made it uh, our own little own little home. And it's uh, on a it's on actually. Funny enough, talking about driving, the uh, the road that's right next to our house right. is where most okay. learners do the yeah. driving tests. So you can uh, you've like already the got an route. advantage there. You know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah, I went. I think I got route. to go for a meal out. I had, I think, I had uh, dinner out at somewhere, one of the restaurants. I can't remember which one it was near us, but I mean, that's really mm-hmm. all I want from a from a birthday. You know, I don't want a big party or anything. I've never really been well, not in not in later years. When I was like younger, you know, you'd have you'd have all the lads around, go mm-hmm. like jumbo jumbo. But nowadays, yeah. it's like yeah. End of the year older. <laughs> I know the year closer. <laughs> Already starting to sound like an old man. That's a uh, that's a that's a good way, I think, to end the podcast. I remember the um, the grave. I was uh, I was talking this to was. this was before lockdown with one of my my bell ringing friends, as you may know, uh, and he was saying uh, he's in his seventies uh, uh, now, and he was like. I said, oh yeah, it's just about my 16th birthday. Yeah. He was like, oh yeah, I remember when I was turned 16 and I was thinking, that's one fifth of my life that's already gone over. And I was like, that's a good weird thing. And then he was like, but now, oh my it's, God. you know, I'm in the last fifth. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, thanks for that. You know, you've really lightened the mood there. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, when you're my thanks, age, thanks I'll be that. dead. <laughs> this was at the start. Like, I'd let you just come in. <laughs> it's like, yep. Yeah, way to lighten the mood. <laughs> but, oh know. my god. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I've always you've had fun doing I, I, this. I, it's, it's something I've always kind of wanted to do. Like you know, the idea of having my own radio show, for example, that would be uh-huh. cool. Like that's why I did uh, Daily Beans. You know. During lockdown, yeah, which would say uh, to put into context a like oh, yes. minute long update each day of lockdown on uh, Snapchat, which was basically just me saying the same thing, pretty much uh, for about two months straight. Uh, and I did keep it up for a couple of months, and then mm-hmm. uh, kind of let it go a bit. Um, so right now it's just beans, it's not daily beans, because. It's not daily, so it's just beans. <laughs> but that's the uh, slogan. Yep. <laughs> it's not daily, it's just beans. Uh, but, like, that sort of thing I've always wanted to exactly. have. You know, like, people that's like, oh, yeah, I was just listening to, to this guy on the radio, and I really enjoy listening to him. That's always been something that's like, yeah, good. So someone looks forward to, like, hearing what you have to say. You know, that that's always that's always cool with me. 
Yeah, I mean, that that's the big thing. That's the big draw to this to this podcast. Um, I said it last podcast as well. It's not to get views. It's even just like you know, my friends listen to it to be like you know, here's somebody who's who I can hear the conversation conversation they had with the the friends I know as well, or. To, to even say it myself in a couple yeah, of years' time, exactly. to like, remember that certain chat. And I it's had, also a good thing to capture. I mean, we haven't really spoken since, what, like May? Maybe June? So, you know, this was really good to have almost an exactly. hour and a half of just, just conversation. You know, especially in a time like this, mm-hmm. where, I don't want to say it, but the world is becoming fairly divided, I think. It's good to socialise still. I know that's, yep. obviously, we're not face-to-face, but this is about the best we can do really and it's still good you know i, I enjoyed this very much mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. productive as well like it, it you know it helps me with my skills of uh talking and trying to host host things like podcasts and like i said before i enjoyed doing them and i love having mm-hmm. guests on um you know talking to my friends hearing stories about them and like you said you know, it's it's something that you don't often get to do nowadays as we get more busy and we get responsibilities. And yeah, true. Go to like, and, let's and say this like time in four or five years' time, we might, not have, time we might not have the time to do this, you know. So do it while you can. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been very, very yeah. enjoyable. And I respect your decision of uh, welcoming me to this wonderful world of podcasting. Yeah, well, look, you'll be, you'll be gladly yeah. accepted back on whenever you want. That goes for pretty much all of my guests. You know, I, it's it's not necessarily a show. Hey, I mean, Think about Woolsey, right? right now. A year but, ago, you know, Woolsey meant no. No. And exactly. Got to follow him. All right. So anything's possible. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Ten thousand. And soon, one of the big things, just before we completely wrap it up here, my ideas is to continue this throughout university. And in my gap year, my, my year abroad, my months abroad, how long it will be, I plan to interview people over there. And, you know, yeah. n- now that's actually going to mean a lot more to some people. You know, it might be their home country. You know, uh, for people back here, my friends say, like, well, look, look at this perspective of life. We never had this. So yeah, I think that this whole podcast thing—it it started as a hobby. I mean, yes, I do, I do them on my course, um, but I love interviewing people, asking people questions, talking to my friends as well. So it's a perfect combo, and I can That's do it all for free well, yeah. I've using got an, an Xbox, Xbox headset I've had for years computer, and my iPhone, my which I've had on. for four years. So, exactly, and it's good. No? Well, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to thank you, Stephen. I like to thank the people who are listening. Um, I think it's a it's an amazing thing this podcast and I'm really getting into it now. I've recorded two episodes today, but yeah. we'll be scheduled More later on. I'm thinking you know, I'll I'll be tuning in. That's a smart thing one. to do. Don't you worry. True. Exactly. Uh, well, the production so, value is only going to get better as you'll see soon. Hope. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you, you stayed thank this you far, thank you to the listeners. Respect that. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, yeah. Yep. See you.